Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey everybody, it's Shaq. Have you had a chance to check out the number one podcast on Podcast One? That's right, the Big Podcast with Shaq. Me and my co-hosts John Kincaid and Rob Jenners, we have a blast with way more than just sports. We have the biggest guests from entertainment to the NBA. I promise you've never ever heard a show like this. The Big Podcast with Shaq with a new episode every Monday at PodcastOne.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. I chose to get it on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for listening to CarCast. I'm Adam Corral. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. As you hear this, we are making our way probably to the Quail Lodge oh, to get our buzz fast. on. We're going to get <laughs> drunk with expensive hard cheese and um, sparkling yeah. California wine. David Borla's back in studio. Borla Exhaust. You know it well. You see the commercials. You know, every time you hear a fast car accelerate, it's a commercial for Borla. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> what channel are you watching? I just uh, want to make sure. I've been watching David's, <laughs> David's stepping from behind the uh, TIG welder and to in front of the camera. Yeah. He's getting, he's doing his own that. spots, man. Yeah. Uh, VP of sales and marketing at uh, Borla Exhaust. Uh, good to see you again, David. Good to see you guys too. Thank you so much for having me. Super psyched to be here. The uh, you guys also do turbo upgrade kits and induction systems and all that stuff. We do. You know, um, my dad had one of those mid to late '80s Thunderbirds that had that 2.3 liter turbocharger turbocharged motor yeah. in it. Yeah, and I remember him back then saying, "Son, this is the future." Turbo. Well, no, small the displacement. No, the Thunderbird. Yeah. Small displacement. Man, man was he wrong yeah. about that? Yeah. He was, uh, he was awful. <laughs> uh, small displacement turbocharged motors, you know? And so it took a little while, but h- here it is, you know, for, yeah, for fuel everybody. economy purposes mostly. Yeah. But we see it as an opportunity for a, for a performance upgrade, right? Because we're, we're sort of power junkies. So my dad's like, you know, this is going to be a, a whole market of turbocharger upgrade stuff. So... Uh, he has a friend at Borg Warner. We had a conversation with the guys at Borg Warner. So we're getting turbos from them and we're doing our own tuning and adding a bunch of hardware. And so it's like a turnkey kind of turbo up- upgrade kit for F 150s, Mustangs. We're working on a Camaro now. And uh, it's but been that really seems cool. like the natural evolution of your products. You're already on the exhaust. Yeah. Right? And so why not go all the way to the yeah. engine or whatever you can legally go? Yeah, the air in, air, air out thing kind of works. Yeah. You know? And then on the induction side, the boiler induction stuff is electronic fuel injection conversion kits for, old, for older motors. So replacing a carburetor yeah. or replacing a fuel injection? Uh, it could be both. Either one. Typically uh, replacing a carburetor. Though. Right. For uh, now with, with fuel injection and computer. Yeah, the thing that's great about the turbos and turbo upgrades and all that kind of stuff is when you take just a naturally aspirated motor and you go, well, what are you going to do? We're going to put a cone air filter. We're going to put a catback exhaust. We're going to put a chip in it. And you do a bunch of stuff, and it costs a bunch of money, you get 11 horsepower out of it. (laughs) But the turbos, those things are so... I guess they've whipped them up a little now, but they used to come out like those old uh, VW turbos, like they'd have the Jetta or whatever it Mm was. You could crank the... Or the Audi 1.8 turbo, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think of what it was. But those things would come from the factory, you know, 181 horsepower or something. But you could get 250 or 300 just by putting in a a different pulley or a different whatever not a pulley but you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. just re- remap it a little bit like there's so much hidden 
Oh yeah, there to get out. So on the Mustang, you know, which is the the four cylinder Mustang, we can add a hundred horsepower on that car, which is really significant. Really, so yeah. it, it it comes out around three hundred, right? Yeah, leaves exactly. the factory, so right. you're getting four hundred horsepower out of a two point three four cylinder. That used to be F1 territory, <laughs> right. like not yeah. really yeah. that long ago. That was kind of if, if you're getting. 200 horsepower a liter or almost 200 horsepower a liter yeah that's that's a that's not and this is drivable warranted every day absolutely yeah yeah and uh, it even increased we increased the red line a little bit so the drivability i mean that thing pulls all the way through that is nice it's it's amazing that they're making the engines with that in mind i mean uh, especially companies like ford and gm they mm-hmm. do put a little bit of consideration into what you see at sema right they sure. always they always have a big display there they have big performance catalogs they want everybody else to to show off their goods so they're like hey if we're going to build a turbo four or the eight we know someone's going to supercharge it and do something else on it and it's kind of cool because you know uh you know, the, when the Mustangs were 225 horsepower, you'd have to add a supercharger or turbo oh, totally, to add yeah. 100 horsepower to it. Right. Now you already have a turbo on, on the four-cylinder, and you're doing your turbo upgrade, and you're tuning your exhaust, and you're getting another 100 horsepower on top of what it already was. You yeah, know, I mean, the, exist, the existing architecture helps a lot because it's just a, a, a lot more kind of um, uh, well-thought-out package. How than, much horsepower do you think that that 2.3 Ford will take before you got to start getting into the bottom end. There's got to be some amount of durability testing that you guys do where you're like, you know what, we can't... Right, so we call that the kill tune, and we try (laughs) to stay away from the kill tune. Yeah. So we didn't get anywhere close to 500 or anything like that. You know, when it starts, when we really start to push it, we we dial it back a little bit. So we also um, supply Ford Performance, with exhaust systems, so we have uh, some inroads to the Ford engineers, and we, we get an idea from them kind of what, what it can take and yeah. where we're going to start getting in trouble. But um, there are so many tables in the computer for, for that thing that um, it's, it's a whole career getting into mapping the, the computer of that motor. When you I mean, get into the fine-tuning of like a kit like you offer for, for these turbo upgrades – do you really have to start to say, hey, we, now we have our shitty West Coast 91 octane version that gets 100 horsepower, and then everybody else with the good 93 can get 120? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I it's thought. A huge we get deal. punished constantly but out I, I here. tell you what, it's, well, we it's pay even... almost nothing in taxes, so yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> we have like a right. 65% <laughs> yeah. fuel tax. Like, charge us a dollar fuel tax, but give us 95 octane at the pump. Like, that would be fantastic. Well, and also, we're selling these kits all over the world because that Mustang platform is a global platform. Yeah. And it's especially popular in places like China where um, the import tax is based on the size of the motor. Oh, so yeah. So they can get a Mustang with a 2.3 liter. You know, it's way cheaper than a 5 liter. They don't, yeah. they don't consider the turbocharger. So Size matters. So the gas yeah. in China is terrible. So we got to have yeah. a tune for China. we got to have a tune for the Middle East. Really? Tune like, for what, Europe. What? What would be the equivalent? Do they? Is it like everything's like eighty-seven out there, or is it just? You know, we have our own guys out there, Chinese guys that are working on the tune for us. Yeah, and I, I wish I knew more about it. I'm actually going out there next month, so they're like, I'll we put everything on there. You get a hundred in the U.S. In China, you get thirty-seven horsepower. That's how bad it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's like forty percent water. <laughs> well, do they? So, do you guys? Does uh, Borla? Are you getting into the? And forgive me if you're already into it. Which is instead of 
aftermarket comes from the because all this everything's coming with ah, Recaro seats now and Brembo brakes like this stuff was all a Momo steering wheel though it's not really a Momo steering wheel it says Momo you know on it under the air above the airbag but you know so there's this whole world where for a million years you just pull off everything the factory put on and then put your own shit on it and then the factory kind of went well why don't we just do that and there's brand equity in it now like well sure if, if yeah you're, you so, know if your you know w- mustang came with borla exhaust mm-hmm. what percentage of cars had brembo brakes from the factory 10 years ago right versus now there's a lot of units or models so uh, how's borla in that and what are they what's the future like so we're doing quite a bit of that but it's a little bit complicated because we're not a tier one supplier like brembo is Mm-hmm. So there's still aftermarket programs, technically. All the OEs have aftermarket programs, like Ford Performance, Chevrolet Performance, Mopar, of course, you guys know. Mm-hmm. So they are offering our exhaust systems, all three of those companies. We're working with Volkswagen. We just had a Kia in our place, believe it or not. Um, Toyota, we have a Toyota coming in. We work with Infiniti. But they're all um, upgrades that are sold at the dealership. So they're still pulling off the original exhaust and putting ours on. Mm-hmm. So it's it is GM, it is yeah. Ford, but it's a separate division. I would just imagine the the politics and the expenses to go through those hoops to become that tier one. Right. You know, like the Brembos and the Recaros of the world are billion dollar companies. But it's inevitable. <laughs> I feel like it's inevitable. I mean, it, what it is, I see. You want to make money, they want to make money. The customer doesn't want to spend more money, right? So you have these three people that all agree in principle yeah. on what they want, and. So, the first first you start with selling the exhaust and come pick it up and put it on yourself. Now you're at the the the, the distance between that and being an option essentially that the dealership can put on. That's a bigger chasm to me than the next one, which is just they put it on in Dearborn or Mexico or wherever they are. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, and they have different strategies and different needs, but. Um, it, Sometimes, it, a lot of it depends on the economy, believe it or not, because when we go through a time period like this where sales are kind of flat for, for new cars, they get very focused on selling cars. Right. And they don't want to be distracted by the aftermarket. So it kind of depends. But it's also, uh, you know, I see Borla commercials, and it's about Borla being part of the nomenclature, the, the conversation. You know what I mean? Because Brembo, 10 years ago, was uh, who? Right. Right. I mean, maybe not for us, but for people that weren't into it knee deep. Mm -hmm. Like, what's Brembo? Oh, they make brakes or for Italian or whatever. Like, oh, okay. Now, guys who drive Ford F 150s and uh, bow hunt (laughs) know what Brembo is. So, Brembo did a good job of pushing their shit out there. And now you have people showing up at the dealer going, does that have Brembo's on it? Oh, let me check. Right. Now, that's. That's the day you get the stuff on the car. Right. Right. So Borla's like knocking on the door Definitely. of that. Yeah, without a doubt. Right. right. And that's that's what pushes you over the edge. Without a doubt. And the and the um, the always have reached out to us. We're fortunate to have a brand where I should come you work know, for these guys. You yeah, should. I'm telling you, you <laughs> right. I got their business <laughs> model down pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. Send so, those checks to Chrome Digital. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I I like I like watching companies grow. I really I really yeah. do. I, hey, look, we're a family business. We make all our parts in the U.S. You know, we're, we're the real deal. We're really doing it, and we're lucky to have it, and it's really fun working with my family. And um, we have a great facility in Tennessee with 300 fabricators, you know, all day long building stuff by hand. And um, it's a tough business, but it's really fun. 
Really hey, fun. Your dad, I think, is rolling around it, and <clears throat> I guess what he's calling his uh, test car. It's it's the write-off car, but he's got the Corvette, right? He's got like a blue Corvette. Got uh, that's actually in my garage right oh, now. Oh, is it? I really? say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you guys done the induction and stuff on that yeah, now, right? Because uh-huh. you do a little, a little bit of everything. And when we talk about induction... You guys are making, for lack of a better term, the cold air kits. I don't know why we still call them cold air kits, but mm-hmm. um, you guys make those. But on the EFI conversion side, that's that's a whole other animal because that's a you're you're casting manifolds oh, yeah. and in and individual throttle, throttle bodies. bodies. That, and, yeah. That's where it gets tough because you have eight throttle bodies and they all have to work together. So the linkage and and the stuff like that, and then the the tuning, you know, the electronics is a. Big now, are thing you packaging too. with with an electronics partner, or you make your kit available to, I don't know, three or four different companies, or kind of both? Yeah, it really depends on the level of the guy installing the stuff. You know, some guys are are professional engine builders, yeah. and they know what they want to do. They can tune their own stuff. Some guys, a weekend warrior, just wants a turnkey, you know, plug it in and go kind of tune. So we, we offer all of it. We'll work with anybody, and, and there's a lot of customization, even with colors and finishes and yeah. uh, a lot of permutations on that whole thing. So, so we were we were just uh, in, in Detroit touring Ford and Roush, and we went over to Roush's collection, and toward the end of that tour, there was the 5-liter Coyote engine, the, the four-valve you know, mm-hmm. cam engine, and it had the eight-stack individual runner. You know, right. That's their induction. That's the induction on that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's how you make that engine go from, I don't know, 420 something to 500 horsepower by just swapping on. I love the naturally aspirated. Yeah. Yeah. I should tell Kalen right now injection is fine, but I'd rather be blown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's one of the Yeah, we're, of look, we're looking at it. Yeah, we're having a, yeah. We're having a nice little tour around Roush. And uh, I got to tell you. I may have to uh, move over to the American uh, side of the the ledger over here because my biggest beef was always this sort of iron block, iron head, one cam, push Push rods. You know, I was like, come on, man. It's so old. Like, I want my overhead cams and I want my aluminum cast valve covers, my aluminum heads and sometimes even aluminum block, you know. And it was all like, nope, nope, nope. And... Now you see these new motors with their four cams and their, you know, their single, you know, per cylinder injectors and the aluminum blocks and the aluminum heads. And it's just like, oh, we're right. We're right there. Like, it's like a Cosworth V8 from 25 years ago now. And now whatever beef I had about the iron heads and the push rods and stuff, it's it's kind of out the window. Yeah. Like there's really – the American engines have just become big displacement European engines. Now, it, it took 30 years, <laughs> m- maybe more, but – They wanted to get it right. We're back. Well, it's, <laughs> it's always worked. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just it always bumped me that – you know, I hated a stamped tin valve cover. Totally. Yeah. I just I, I would look at the Z car back back in the day, and I'd yeah. see that big old valve cover, big old aluminum valve cover, and the overhead cam going across the top, and I think this is yeah. this is an engine. So, uh, but you go, yeah, you tour Roush's place. You see that motor. You see the kind of horsepower it's putting out. You see all the aluminum on it. It's got aluminum block, and you just yeah, go, well, aluminum. I guess we're there. And we're officially there. And next thing you know, we're going to have independent rear suspension. We have that. The Mustang's got it. The Mustang's got it. I'm being a douche. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a uh, call up there. Someone wants to know, best exhaust kit to put on their uh, F350. 
08. I'll let you uh, noodle on that, David, and I'll oh, tell you about, about uh, that. Yeah, it's called a hot tease. Garage <laughs> Boss, I'll tell you about. Oh, yeah. new Reach Your Height Adjustable Drain Pan. Gets right under your drain plug to prevent misses or splashes. Worked with low-profile cars or cars on ramps or jack stands. Trucks on the ground or up on the ramps of the jacks. Maybe a little lift kit. Maybe it's a suspension lift and a body lift. Drains into a sealed container. All the cleanup is easy. Just clean up the uh, catch funnel. That's it. No pieces to uh, snap back into the drain container. I should say the pieces snap back into the drain co- drain container. The pieces snap back into the drain container. I like those. I got to use one. I got to do an oil change on your M3. Oh, do you? Yeah. Rob's truck needs one too. I well, borrowed it today. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed it to go to Animal really? today. And oh. it said, change the oil. Change the oil. Uh, plus, I got the new line of crystal clear funnels. I like, I like that. Those, I don't like yeah. the foggy ones. So, see what uh, you can do and uh, head on out to uh, AutoZone.com. You can check it out over there. They're exclusively at AutoZone. Check out the video at uh, AutoZone.com or go to uh, Go Garage Boss. Good guys, by the way. Great product. GoGarageBoss.com. See everything they got over there. They got a lot of great stuff. Do it right. Stop that stupid pan, that black weird thing that everyone folds and spills. And Okay. Uh, Mark, Vegas. Let's see. Mark. Hey, how you doing, Ab? What's going on, man? Not much. Not much. Thanks for taking my call. So um, I think they got it a little bit wrong when they were trying to tell you what I was looking to put an exhaust on. I have an... A Mercedes-Benz E350. Oh, I screwed that and up. It says E350. That's all right. Oh, good, man. So, um, I just want to see if you guys can give me any suggestions or help on how I can make that car sound a little bit, you know, a little bit sportier, but at the same time not have that, you know, douchebag tuner, kind of like a weed whacker sound coming out of it. It's a V6. The car's comfortable for me. Um, I do have, like, a little X pipe on there for um, merging the two pipes together, and I removed the silencers, but I wanted to see if Borla makes a suggested kit or what their their best optimal suggestion would be for a system that could make that sound you know decent but also be you know somewhat uh throaty sounding at the same time but a good All car right. you we know? got it 2008 so 2008. Do, I, I assume you're dealing That's with some, I, I assume you're dealing with some drone after taking the silencers off yeah yeah it has a little bit of drone and it just um it just doesn't at high rpm it sounds good but that's just for that short period of time and then there is that drone vibration so Right. So, what else we could do to fix that? Based on what you've already done to the car, you're probably not going to find a like a bolt-on solution that's just going to fix it. It's going to be a combination of mufflers, and we actually have a, okay. a a new line of mufflers. We're calling crate mufflers, sort of a play on crate engines. Mm-hmm. And we've created okay. this line specifically to eliminate drone on cars like that. What is so, drone? Drone is when you're like rumbling. Uh, it's sort of like this constant um, resonance inside the cabin mm-hmm. when you're really typically it's at cruise. I don't know yeah. if you've ever. It sort of feels like it's up in the back of your head and it never goes away. Kind of like a like a tugboat or something like that. It's just right, it never right. ends. You know. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, it was sort of understood that you had to deal with that in order to kind of sound great at other. RPM ranges and especially outside the car, right? Right. Everybody wanted to sound bitching driving down the street, you know, and didn't really care so much how it sounded inside the car as long as we sounded cool outside. Well, the expectations have changed a little bit and people aren't accepting drones. So we invested a lot in technology to kind of learn how to tune out specific frequencies. And so 
Um, I can talk to you offline, but if we get an idea of kind of where the drone is at and what the frequencies are, I have a muffler that'll tune it out. And we have numerous sound levels available, so um, we can tune out that drone on, and also get you the sound level that you're looking for. Awesome. That's about exactly what, what you just described is exactly what's happening. It seems to be when I'm like cruising 55, 65, 75 around that speed, it does have that. So I don't mind it. I've, I've been, you know, I've used more of the stuff in the past. I just didn't know if you guys had an application for that. So I would love to talk to you about it online or offline and see what I can find. Sure. So, thank um, you very much. You can, you can get in touch with me. You, you'll, you'll be able to find me pretty easily. So just remind me that we okay. have this conversation. Thanks. Uh, it's it's funny because we care more about drones because we have cell phones now. And we're always like in the car trying to make a call. Like that's where, mm-hmm. like that's where I make pretty much all my calls, right? Like you I mean, say. I, I got to tell you that the World War II generation has a little bit of a different viewpoint on this. Sure. I mean, I've talked to guys, you know, the older guys, and they're like, "Ah, come on, it burps, it farts. That's what it's that's what's supposed to sound. It sounds awesome, you know. Yeah. You refine it too much. What's the matter, you pussy? You know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But the younger generations don't feel the same way. So. Yeah, they're like, "How can I play my Xbox right. while I'm driving totally. if there's too much drone? Yeah, I can't hear my Pandora." I can't. The thing I can't get rid of is when one of my kids cracks the window three inches, and your ears sound like yeah. feel like they're being boxed. Yeah. And I've I don't think there's an I've driven many a fine automobile. They all do that ear popping thing. It's it's a it's amazing. Like you could spend, let's say, four hundred thousand dollars on one of our favorite cars, a Rolls Royce, right? Like everything that is the most comfortable, like you're going to take a road trip. That's, right. that's the thing. Everything is thought of on that except for the window thing. I, There's got to be some way an engineer is <laughs> going, hey man, crack the rear window a little bit and some other vent somewhere or another window opens. Right. I, well, they, they, they started doing it when you'd close the car because you couldn't get the door shut. They'd yeah. inch up a half inch, you yeah. know, it shut it and it'd creep up. Because of the compression. Right. All right. The other thing, I haven't talked about this in a million years. Max Patty, you're still going to have to find out. And listen, don't tell me about the Prius. <laughs> I want air conditioning. If I'm going to spend 400K for a car, yeah. I want air conditioning run off a separate battery and electric motor, like an electric pump. If that thing gets to over 107 degrees, like indoor, inside, like you park yeah. that thing at Costco and Van Nuys on a, on, in a July and you're inside for two hours, that thing's got to kick on and cool the car. So there's, I've seen now, because we've talked about this quite a few times. And Prius have, has a vent. They do, but people Which have is fine, me, but it's not air conditioning. Uh-huh. So people have sent me things like uh, electric motor-powered AC compressors and things like that. So I get that. So the technology to make the air work is fine. Well, of it's, course, because of all the electric yeah. cars that, I mean, every single Tesla has air conditioning and no It's the programmable no, no application. Engine. It's like the nest for your home if you could have that for your car. Like if I'm going into the restaurant or something and I'm saying, I think I'm going to be in there for an hour, can I preset it? Or can I just like use the app on my phone or something and be like... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the restroom real quick and then I'm gonna go out and then to my car. Can I hit the button and my car turns the air on? It needs so it needs. I guess right. it was remote start. That's but, the right. third. So the third component is it can kick on when it gets above a hundred inside the car. Yeah. It can kick off if the battery gets to l- die, low, yeah, starts right. starts to get low, but. 
you're saying what are things parked in long-term parking in Arizona yeah. and you get on an airplane and you're gone for three days. You don't want the thing kicking Running on and time. off the whole yeah. time. So it needs that like two-hour max. Yeah, or some that, kind of smart feature or, I would say, or defeatable function. I or, would say if you did that like one hour or two hour max or whatever it is. You don't yeah. need it when it's at home and inside the garage. I mean, the rich guy. It's in the garage. Yeah. It's at home. You need it for that. We're going out. We're playing golf. The thing's sitting in the parking lot at the golf resort all day. We're going out for five hours, and we get back in the car, and it's blazing. That's blazing right. hot. That's what you need all it for, right? All my chocolate's melted. It's oh, ruined. The, oh. Your deli. It's ruined. <laughs> it's I tell you, it's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. That tuna salad I was going for is disgusting now. Um, yeah, that would be great. It needs it needs some sort of like programmable interface. That's right. all it's missing. We have the pieces. Hey, Austin, thirty three Northridge. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. How you doing? You know, I'm doing great. You know, I was just calling to say, uh, you know, you're you're awesome, man. I've been listening to you since way back when the Man Show. Way way long time, my whole life, brother. Thanks, so, Austin. Hey, I got a question for you. I, I was kind of curious what your opinion is about, you know, consumers with oil changes. Because I know you mentioned the oil change a moment ago. You're about to go get one. Uh, you know, I have a company called Neighborhood Promotions out here in San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And basically, uh, Mr. Corolla, I, I, I'm aware that, you know, consumers, you know, especially in San Fernando Valley are pretty dissatisfied uh with the corporate models they are uh, what do you think of- yeah they I are brother they are <laughs> i'm leaving my thoughts about going to the oil change places are I don't like when they do the 129-point safety inspection and they include visually inspected the wipers as two. Yeah. You know, that means a guy walked past the car. Yeah. Like he, he, wipers are there. They're there. Yeah. yeah and all right. I don't like when they go free 129-point safety inspection because none of it is like looking at the seat belt, looking at the wipers. 129 the points is ones. a lot for the four minutes they inspect the car. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Well, listen, Mr. Corolla. Yeah. I, I represent. I represent with my company, Neighborhood Promotions. Yeah. Uh, two, two exceptional local family-owned mechanic shops. One is Where in are they? And one is Van Nuys. Oh boy. Um, Let me tell you. Ready? Yeah. Uh, it's in Sherman. It's on Sherman Way and White Oak. Oh. The shop is called O O R General Auto Repair. Yeah. They've been at the location for twenty years, Mr. Corolla. They're five stars on Yelp. All and right. basically, we offer, believe this, brother, we offer a year of maintenance for 40 bucks. Can you believe that? No, I'm bringing my uh, Newman Z car over there because uh, you know we've got, we got some head work to I do. Listen, Mr. Corolla, we're trying to, we're trying to, my company is dedicated to the consumer, right? So, so right. all these corporate models, all they're doing is, is, putting a negative picture on the industry so consumers are lost they, All right, Austin. they don't know where to go so listen yeah all right we I gave got, you a plug you I, got a plug for your for your business if you're in the you know i was going to say if you're around sherman o, sherman way and white oak you should run but if your car's <laughs> not running well <laughs> and you're there anyway <laughs> right <laughs> yes 
Hold on, let me tell you. This no, is the plug. You ready? Let me, let me Wait a minute. No, you oh, already we got, got your plug. plug. We got your, yeah, we yeah. Got your plug. That we, was a good heard, call, Mr. Carolla. We heard your plug. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's always room for a few characters in my life. Uh, oh my so we are, uh, we're Pebble Beach, as you hear this. Yes. We are... A little tipsy, probably. Well, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, we're at the Quail. David, you get out to Pebble? I haven't been up there. Oh, my you God. Must. I haven't been up there. You must. I want to go. My, my parents go every year, but I, I haven't been up there yet. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think if my parents went every year, probably ruin it for me. <laughs> you like your parents? So You'd that's be like, different. we're going to that Woodward Dream Cruise every year. That's what we'd See, be doing. See, I, right I got to go to work so my parents can go to Pebble Beach every year. Yeah, well, okay. I got to say, I think I got... I think <laughs> well, I got you got Dad's ten- vet in the garage, Yeah, so. Yeah, totally. yeah. I got... Uh, 10 years into this thing i think i've gone every year for maybe 10 or 11 years and it is it just keeps getting bigger it just keeps getting better like it it's insane the amount of cars that are at the the track i think they had a thousand entries this year and they cut it off at like 504 or something like that but i mean yeah. it is 500 it is realistically 500 cars at that track and you could probably take a hundred of them and go screw it i'm not interested in a bug-eyed sprite or whatever right. it is but then there's 400 that are killer like not clones not tribute cars just yeah. the real mccoy and killer o- over 900 entries and 550 are accepted wow yeah, that's so a, I'm, that's I'm a telling lot of you, people that wish they could watch it on TV. I would, I would be yeah. pretty hard pressed to walk through those 550 cars and find 50 that I had no interest in. But I'll just say there's 50 I have no interest. But that leaves you with 500, right? And yeah. it's so cool. Are you guys bringing anything up there? We're trying. Yeah, we're working. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we have a 935 turbo oh, Porsche nice. to go up Slant there. Yeah. Oh, full full 935. Like that's the only once you're in full. Yeah, so it's RSR. Oh, we'll start at the bottom. Uh, there's a 914, 1.8 liter. Then there's a 914, 2 liter. Then 914.6. Yeah. Now, uh, the Porsches go, they go 911, and then they go 911 RS, and then they go 934. I'll probably leave something out. And then they go 934 and a half, and then they go 935, and then they go 935. Uh, then they go 935K, which is the Kremer one. And then at some point, they get to 935K with a full tube frame, which is yeah. probably getting a little too far out. But but cool. I'd sort of like them starting as a 930, 911 or 930, like a tub. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they do go full tube frame at That was some a purpose-built race car, the, the tube frame one? The, t- yeah. I mean, anything tube frame. Yeah. Except for maybe a sand rail. Uh, no, they're all. That's purpose built. Brand, yeah, they're all. I don't know the purpose, but it's purpose built. Go fast. But it, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's weird when you get, when you, when you, I had an experience for the first time. Well, not for the first time, but I had experience from getting from what was a tub car, sort of came from a factory. I mean, tub, like came from the factory tub, unibody, to a full tube frame. And the full tube frame did feel different. Like mm-hmm. it, it felt very purpose built mm-hmm. and sort of sharp and mm-hmm. angular. Le- less body roll, I think. Less oh, everything. Stuff, yeah. Like it just, and it just felt like it just anything. Yeah. It, it just felt like oh, it was here to like. Yeah. It, it felt like almost felt like you're you're when you drive a go kart and you're sort of sitting in the middle and that real positive steering feel right. that just sort of that versus driving a car where it's got a little yeah. slop in it or something. That's what it. 
that was the difference you know, to me. And speaking of driving at Laguna Seca, but uh, and uh, maybe in 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 a second because I know you're about to 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 do that to read that. But in the racing world, you don't normally run mufflers, right? But we've been to tracks where like there's. There's a DB limit, yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah. people need to reach out to more you for and that more. Kind of stuff, That's right? happening. Yeah. yeah. Look, back in the day, they built these racetracks in the middle of nowhere, right? right? Now uh, homes have encro- encroached on the racetracks, so now all of a sudden noise ordinances are are an issue, and it could be a diff- particular time of day or only certain classes they require it. But there'll be an exact decibel level minute, uh, limit that they have to meet at a certain turn at Laguna Seca, for instance, and. Uh, believe it or not, for something like the Spec Miatas, because there are so many of them out there, we actually have uh, an exhaust system that will meet uh, the decibel level limit at Laguna Seca for a Spec Miata. That's like how specific we is have to get. Is it 104 or something like that? I'm trying to think what remember. the number is. But yeah, it depends so, on what side of the car your pipe is on. Well, <laughs> no, that, no, it does. That's part Everyone of it. Everyone points yeah. it in away from the decibel tower <laughs> right, totally. or whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah. they're no dummies. But. You know, it's funny, like something like the turbo Porsche, the turbos quiet it down so much. It's not very loud at all. It's I, not, you know, but because being in the car with the the helmet and the earplugs and the whole thing, it is different. But like when you fire that thing up in the garage and then when you get out onto the track, you can see in some of the video, your in-car footage, you can see wide open that car is loud. I mean, yeah. you're right. The turbos do bring it down some, but it's just a turbo and a piece of pipe. It is behind it. the driver, yeah. which is and kind like of a when that car passes deal. down that straight and you start seeing it going up the hill, you can hear that thing screaming. It sounds great, right? But, but wait, do you get a RX7 with just an open exhaust? <laughs> oh, and yeah, you tell me the difference in the yeah. sound yeah. when that thing goes by because it's funny because you see the tur- the Porsche is moving by twice the speed but the RX-7 is just, just screaming. Yeah. screaming like it's working so hard yeah it nothing sounds, sounds like, like the rotary either yeah. I mean it's got its own sound to it, it. Just and they, like sometimes they spit so they spit flames out the back the RX-7 oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the turbos the Porsches will do that as well uh, 92 not 104 I don't know I was thinking of the octane boost <laughs> 92 <laughs> dB is the uh, noise limit for the noise yeah, R- the races to have the restrictions. Now. Do we know for sure where the DB meter is located? Uh, they, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, it's a yes. specific turn. They, it's yes. a really specific. I'll tell you where it is. Everybody seems to know where it is, but nobody really knows. It's maybe. between. Uh, it's it's on the way up the hill after the left after the left hander going up the going after turn four, I guess, or turn five, turn four going up the hill before the left. So it's over there. It's on the right. That's what's always been said. That some guys will lift. For a mm-hmm. second, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by the way, I remember two years ago, the reason I'm doing making that noise is because I think it was like two years ago, yeah, we were going, we are bringing Newman's Oldsmobile, and at some point, I showed up at the shop, and Daryl, who was working for us at the time, had completely taken apart the exhaust and put the mufflers on and... All that, and I remember going, "What what are we doing?" And they're like, "Putting on the putting on the mufflers." And I said, "Why?" And they said, "Because it's a DB restricted race." And I said, "No, it's not." And they said, 
pretty sure it is. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. I would have said something. Why are you pretty sure? I like the pretty sure, but haven't fucking checked at all. <laughs> right. And it's never been a DB. Like, how are you pretty sure of something yeah. that never happened? Like, that's uh, that's that's an interesting wiring. Like, you're, 90, you're, you're what, between 92 and 99% sure of something that doesn't exist? You're sure about the right. chupacabra, like, and, as well? Like, yeah. So then you get this one, like, oh, it's not? Like, no, it's not, but... You could have waited and asked me, or you could have gone online, or you could have done almost out, anything. Call Bruce Kennebun, find out what's going on. Right. Yeah. But all right, and then this one, which I always hate, especially when you're paying guys by the hour. We'll just put the old exhaust back on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It no, took, I, yeah. took two hours to take yeah. this off and put the new one on, and now <laughs> yeah. well, we'll just undo everything and put it back. I'll, I'll be done <laughs> before lunch. Yeah, okay, so I basically pay you to do nothing from the time you get here until... Yeah. Tell lunch. So, you do you run the race with mufflers or not? No. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, no offense. No, I don't blame you. Believe me. <laughs> but it wasn't necessary. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Geico, man. You want to save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? How about you go with Geico? Easy. Go to geico.com in 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. You take that extra money, put it in your pocket, or better yet, Go online, get yourself a Borla muffler, exhaust system, maybe a turbo kit. Save all that extra cash at geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance with Geico. All right, David Borla, where you want to go if you're interested in finding anything performance for your car, Borla exhaust. It's B-O-R-L-A.com. Easy, Borla. Dot com. That's the website. Um, if we want to reach out to you, David, should we still go to just Borla.com? Uh, you can email me at DavidB at Borla.com, uh, or you can call uh, 805-986-8600 and ask for me. But email is probably better. Okay. Um, I, I encourage enthusiasts to reach out to me for anything they they want to talk about. So. Yeah, and let me tell you how... When you call David, have your credit card ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you how it works. Cause I'll, I'll speak for David because I can tell David's saying, like, you get this thing, it's like, how do I get a hold of you or whatever it is? When you get hold of him and you go, hey, I was the guy with the E350 Mercedes, I talked to you on CarCast, you go, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Right. Yeah, you had this problem. Yeah. I can solve for you. It's a, you need a little reminder of what we, oh, where, where we yeah. met yeah. or what we were talking about. And now I, but you'll always remember. Like, you'll, Definitely. you just need a yeah. little indicator, yep. jogs the memory, and then you go, oh, we spoke at SEMA. Yep. Yeah, I remember that guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we have all that. You can, uh, check out Shift and Steer. Subscribe at Podcast One. That's Matt's podcast. Corolla Drinks. You can go there, get a little mangria. You can go to Chassis. We got the 24 hour war there. We got the, the uh, winning the racing life of Paul Newman. We got the bug doc. We got the king of the underdogs. We got a lot of good stuff over there. And go to AdamCroll.com if you need anything. Live shows, what have you. Till next time, Adam Crow for David Borla and Matt, the moderator, Dandra, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.